Hello, you are listening to Be Still, Be Free with Monica Steely, Sarah Godey, and Amber Miller. We are thrilled to be here with you today. We are finishing up our series, Be Free. Be Free! <laughs> um, it's Gosh, this has been an awesome series. I knew it would be because Be Free when we did it back in yeah. episode three forever ago was so awesome. Yeah. So I knew this was going to be great, but I had no idea we were going to get into such deep stuff. Or that it was all going to come back to what you think about. Exactly. Right now. Shocking. Mindsets, yeah. baby. Shocking. Power of the mind. Yeah. If you haven't ever um, listened to episode three, I would totally encourage you to do that because right now I'm sure it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. To us. It was our trying. third episode yeah. and we were, oh, I haven't listened to it. You, you let it. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I let it, but I'm sure it's. I Sounds can't even very imagine. like green and know, yeah, right? fresh, nervous and, and weird and giggly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stress. I'm sure. I'm sure Monica back then was still saying hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I probably said geeked up a couple of times. I'm sure. I said that or passionate. Time. You haven't said that in a long time. Yeah, Who haven't. are you? I don't know. Aww. Hey, listen. We're growing up. Hashtag hey, listen. So Sarah is leading up. us. <laughs> Sarah is leading us today on our last yes. episode in the series, being free to fly. I love that we started with like freedom from things, and now we're ending with freedom to things. Yes. So great. Yeah. So tell us. Got to shed, let go, shed. cast off the yes. things in order to to be free mm-hmm. to to do things. So yeah. So. This is um, this is a fun one to do because it is freeing. Um, it's a positive thing, right? Like yeah. you feel like you're yeah. moving in the direction of a positive thing. Yes. And um, you know, we've talked about the emotions and feelings, and we've talked about fear, and we've talked about strongholds, and this is really just about accepting freedom, where yes. freedom is from, and why we need freedom. And it reminds me of our metamorphosis series, mm-hmm. because ultimately, you know, you crawl or you can, you, know, you can coon, crawl, birth, crawl, cocoon. There you go. Um, ultimately, so you can fly. And right. now you have to go through a process to get to that. We were talking more about life situations mm-hmm. and journeys in that. And um, this is going to be really more about really God's purpose for us is to be free you know, and, and all that he's done for us is to be free. And I broke it down to just that there's two types of freedom for believers. The first type is to the free to fly from death to eternal life. Mm-hmm. So we're free to fly from, from the pit to. of hell to the right. eternal uh, beauty of heaven. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is going to be just freedom to fly and free or free to fly in freedom while you're here on earth, yeah, that we can truly fly in freedom and that we don't have to be in shackles to all these things that we're talking about yeah. over the last three weeks. So just want to talk about the first one. There's uh, just a few things going to hit some, some Bible verses just to prove our point for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's Romans six twenty three. Um, Galatians 5, 1, for freedom, Christ has set us free, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again into the yoke of slavery, um, talking about the slavery of sin, because the death has set us free. God acted in history on the cross and through the resurrection to set us free. That's the IVP commentary. Literally, Mm -hmm. his actions on the cross and through the resurrection were for our freedom, Mm -hmm. Um, freedom from sin, freedom from death. And when you think about that, you're like, okay... 
Like, I need to accept that. Like, why Why do we fight this thing that we are not created for freedom? Like, I think we talk ourselves into that we should be miserable, that we should be exhausted, that Constantly we're not living a, a free life. If, yeah. yeah, if we're not in this, you know, constant taffy or quicksand of life. And that's yeah. really not what his death and resurrection were all mm-hmm. about. They were for our freedom. Paul tells mm. the church that it was for freedom's sake that Christ yes. set us free. Yes. yes. Right, It was for freedom's sake that Christ set us free. The law had made everything confusing and only caused more slavery. God knew people needed true freedom from the wages of sin, and so he sent his son for our freedom. So the first act of God for freedom is the death, the burial, and the resurrection Mm. from death. Now we are free from death. We are free from sin. Now we can be free from slavery to sin. Mm -hmm. So we're free from the law. So it's this the same death does two things for us. It frees us from death ourselves, and it frees us from slavery on earth. And Mm -hmm. that is, I never thought, there's been a lot of learning for me in this, because you hear about the death, burial, and the resurrection, you think it's so that we are saved. I've always used the word saved, salvation, not really necessarily freedom. Right. Yeah. I think yeah, it's an interesting perspective, interesting. you yeah, know? Um, well, it's the whole abundant life. I, I came to give you life more abundant, which is a free, a right. free-flowing it's life. It's a free-flowing life mm-hmm. in right. abundance, not... In excess. Yes. In, yeah. yeah. Like, and that is so much of what he does for us. Everything that he really did and gave to us after the death on the cross was really abundance. Mm-hmm. You think about his love, his forgiveness, um, his acceptance, his, the Holy Spirit, like mm-hmm. everything was given to us in abundance. And, um, when we talk about free to fly and freedom here on earth, um, cause I think this is probably what we struggle with more as humans than we do with the knowledge of freedom from death. Like you, again, you think about salvation. What are you saved from death? I'm going to live with heaven in heaven with God forever. But now we got to step down to the earthly freedom that he intended us to have. Um, God acted in our hearts by his spirit to set us free in Galatians five thirteen, He says, for you were called to freedom brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, mm-hmm. but through love serve one another. Mm-hmm. So here's the here's the um, interesting historical perspective on this. The church was living in such um, slavery to the law, yes, and they were living in slavery to the <clears throat> law because without the law, right? Because really when, when he died and he rose again, we were free from the shackles of the law. But then what happened is you had the two, we talked about pendulum last week, right? You had the swing of the pendulum of the people who had gone to the more free will, free everything movement. And now there, there was no, um, structure and they're starting to have bondage and live in sin and, and have the things that we were talking about. Their emotions were out of control. So they shift over here. So then the church, the Romans put back into the swing of things, the, the law so they could have order. Now they're over here and they're stuck in the slavery of the law. And what Paul is coming and saying is no, like, no, 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 no. Right. That death on the cross was so that you could be free from the law. The law wasn't working, which is why he sent his son to die on the cross. So if you go back to the law, you're negating the very purpose of the death of the son on the cross and right. his resurrection. However... You need something to do without being caught to the law over here on the other side of the pendulum 
instead of just living in freedom mm-hmm. and marriages were falling apart and people were, were living in adultery and people were doing things that they weren't supposed to be doing. So you had this over here and he says, you need to love like Jesus loved. You need to love one another. So right. you're set free from all of these laws over here. The only law that you now have over here is to love. Mm-hmm. You are free from sin. You are free from death. You are called to love. Right. And I thought that was so amazing because yeah. everything we keep talking about and be still be free always brings us back to freedom in Christ and loving others. Right. Yes. Is that pretty cool? I Absolutely. Love that. Um, and so I loved that. Um, th- like I said, this has been really cool for me. Um, just kind of read this so that it's, it's in perspective. And I got this from a commentary. Paul knows that the church needs a moral compass. On the one hand, he has told the people they are free from the burden of the law, but he needs them to realize this is not a get-out-of-jail-free get card. So he says to love one another. He also needs to keep the church from being legalistic and returning to the slavery of law because so, they're called to freedom. Paul knew that church was struggling with moral issues. Um, they thought that by following the Jewish, Jewish law, they would be able to control their fleshly temptations, which we all know that following laws... <laughs> don't right. really right. take care of our stronghold. So let's talk about what true flying really looks like. First of all, the old law has been replaced by the new law. The entire law is summed up in a single command. What is it? Love the Lord your love God. Your lo- that's right. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your might. And love love your neighbor as yourself. So all of those rules, all those laws, we were talking about this before, about the uncleanliness and yes. everything, all that's gone. Now there is no anything other than the love command. Um, so true flying really looks like a love story. Well, it's it. interesting because now that you we are free, we are f- we're free to love God with everything that we have because there's nothing blocking that's right all of us that's right you know like there's nothing like there's no strongholds blocking our mind there's no strongholds blocking our heart from loving that's right fully and completely and head over heels and why is that because what did he give to us when he died buried and rose again what and when he transcended or um when he went up to heaven he said i'm leaving something with you what did he live leave with us the holy spirit the holy spirit Spirit. and the old law they didn't have the holy spirit so they had to do their sacrifices and their rituals and you know it was much it was much more difficult but when he left because he now became the ultimate pure sacrifice he gave us a helper and that helper is what enables us to be able to push past the strongholds and the fear and the the erratic feelings and live in the freedom of loving him, Mm -hmm. loving ourselves and loving others. And you know, that, that piece right there about loving yourself, we've talked about this is very important because you can't impart what you don't possess. So if you don't have a true appreciation and love for yourself and how God created you and that you're worth loving and that you are also created in his image, then you can't go and love a world and try to get them to believe that same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what gets our world into a heap of problems. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so busy looking at everybody else, comparing ourselves to everybody else, looking what everybody else has, what we don't have. We think God loves everyone else. God doesn't love us. And so then we can't love them. We can't follow the the law. And we don't have that peace that passes all understanding because we're not living in the will of the freedom of love. Well, what's so cool about that is that I'm just kind of realizing as you're talking is that freedom has everything to do with relationship. Yes. Like, you know, we can have uh, a a relationship in bondage, you know, Mm -hmm. that's unhealthy, that's living in sin, like the Gnostics were, like you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Or we can 
have relationship in freedom and relationship with God, relationship with each other, relationship with ourselves. Like right. there's all of it is to do with love and love is to do with relationship. And like what, how cool is it that our God is so relationally oriented? And the love we're talking about is not the feeling, you know, in love, love or in love yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's that sacrificial, no agape. matter what agape love, it's the Jesus love. And and that's actually my next point that what does true flying look like? It looks like the fruit of the spirit. And we right. talked about this. It looks like love, joy, peace, forbearance, yes. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, and he says, and against such things, there is no law. There is no law about those things. Those are the things we are supposed to be doing. Yes. That is what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh right? Because passions and desires were the flesh. Those were crucified on the cross. Now we're free from the passions of the flesh because we've been given the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we're able to conjure up inside of us all of those fruits. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another, which are Mm -hmm. our strongholds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So don't get caught up in your strongholds. He's telling you, you've got the Spirit. The Spirit's Mm -hmm. with you. He's leading you. Don't get caught up in the strongholds of the world. Live in the freedom of the fruits of the Spirit. When we live out the fruits of the Spirit, we live in freedom, and we experience that peace that passes all understanding so that even though the floor might feel like it's dropping out, you have this hope that is so Mm -hmm. steadfast that Mm -hmm. you're able to persevere and continue to live in a way that glorifies God instead of we talked about with our emotions, serving Satan with our emotions and being out of control and those emotions conjuring up anger and bitterness. And again, conceit provoking us to to be the way that we were prior to the death on the cross. I think it's so interesting that you brought up um, loving God because I think there's a lot of Christians, and I've done this at times too, where I have recognized the freedom and I accept the freedom that I have but don't turn it immediately into loving God. Mm-hmm. And then I end up using mm-hmm. this whole rationale of being relevant in with being free, but like cultural relevance or being relevant to today's world does not give permission to be unholy. That's right. And so if you are not loving God with everything, then you're using freedom Ooh. for your own personal That's advancement right. of right. what you want to keep doing. That's right. But you have to take that component of loving, like accept the freedom and then turn it back into loving God. Right. Right. Because I think we often take the love from God Mm -hmm. and then we go and run. Yeah. And do our own thing under this guise of relevance, you know, yeah, I'm covered, Uh I'm free, Mm -hmm. Uh but it's not. And then think about it in your own relationships with people. Would you consider someone loving you if they took and took and took and took from you and Mm -hmm. then turn around and went and did the opposite of everything that you were about? How hurtful is that? Right? Your kids. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's not... And God still doesn't even take his love from us when we do do those things to him. But he, it's hurtful to him, you know, and, and, and I think more than anything, it just makes him sad that we miss it. We just miss the mark. Cause it's so simple that it's almost too difficult to, to break, to wrap our brains around. Yeah. It brings to mind, I think it's in Ephesians where it says, live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Like mm-hmm. God has called you to freedom. He's given it to you. It's Ooh. all there. Now yeah. live a life worthy of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
funny that you say that. The great church father Augustine taught that true freedom is not a choice or a lack of constraint, but being what you were meant to be. Mm. Humans were created in the image of God. True freedom then is not found in moving away from that image, but only in living it out. The closer we conform to the true image of God, Jesus Christ, the freer we will become. The further we drift from it, the more our freedom shrinks. That's from Roger Olson from The Bond of Freedom. Oh, yes. Mm. How good is that? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to read it one more time because okay. I think it's really good. The, this is from the, the great church father, Augustine. Humans were created in the image of God. He, oh, he says that freedom is not a choice or a lack of constraint, but being what you were meant to be. Humans were created in the image of God. True freedom then is not found in moving away from that image, such as the fruits of the spirit, but only in living it out. That's true freedom is living, living it, it out. out. Mm-hmm. The closer we conform to the true image of God, Jesus Christ, the freer we will become. The further we drift from it, the more our freedom shrinks. It's true. Wow. So the more we become Christ-like minded, so forth, the more we live out love and the fruits of the spirit, the more freedom we're going to have. So if you're not feeling freedom, right. Ask yourself why. Stop and say, what's the problem? Like my whole thing with anger, I think anger is keeping me from living in freedom right now. And I've got to figure out why I'm feeling that, where it's coming from, how to take it captive, and then move on. And it's not, I don't really think that you can just one day decide, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like there's yeah. a reason why we feel ways that we feel and legitimate reasons. Maybe we've been hurt or wronged or you know, whatever. I think that we have to stop and take time to process those things. Process those things so we can purge ourselves from back to last them. week, just That's for right. people who <laughs> didn't, you didn't listen to last week. You're not going to get that. Yeah, you might want to go back. Um, John Howard Yoder wrote in The Politics of Jesus about revolutionary subordination. True freedom is found not in insisting on one's own rights, but in freely giving them up by being a servant to Jesus Christ first and the people of God second. Mm-hmm. We live in a culture that does nothing but fight for its own freedoms and its own rights. That is the culture we live in. It is the antithesis of the message of God. Yeah. The message of the gospel is all about loving God's people. It's all about the gospel, right? And the best way to share the gospel is to go out there and be the hands and feet of Jesus. More than even anything you say. Like a person who has joy, let's go back and read these, right? So the people who have love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, they usually don't have to tell you they have those things. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) listen, the people that have that are the ones that like walk into the room and you're like, Oh, that's right. Like it's just, it's it's like we talked about beauty. Like it's the countenance. Like when you're walking in those fruits of the spirit, it is evident from head to toe. That's That's right. You walk in grace. It's not a Pinterest perfect image of somebody. It is everything from the inside out, nothing to do from the outside in. Exactly. Everything. Because some of the most beautiful people are ugly. So yeah. be- isn't that That's the truth? Mm-hmm. It is so the truth. And you know what's interesting is that um, my kids are starting to see that. Ryland will talk about it a little bit more with me where there can be some really beautiful girls. And he'll be like, you know, the more I get to know her, the less beautiful I think she is. Mm-hmm. I think we may have even talked about that I when we, we did yeah. the yeah. But it's interesting to see your kids realize you know, that person is just not as pretty because of who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, um, okay. Beth Moore had a article that I 
did, or I read through, it's called Breakthrough Five Obstacles to Freedom in Christ. And she's talking about freedom in Christ. It's really, really good. I'm going to have this linked for sure into our blog so that, you know, who doesn't love a a Beth Moore, Ashley Edwards, and go in and and go in and read this article. It's just a couple pages long, but you know, her stuff is just so good and trying to just take some nuggets and put it in here um, was hard, but I did it. So five things that hinder our freedom, unbelief, pride, idolatry, prayerlessness, and legalism. This is very close to the list that you used the first First week you did. You went through a list of strongholds. And I thought this is really interesting because these are almost like strongholds of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So the number one is unbelief. Unbelief is choosing not to believe in God. This is Beth talking. I'm not talking about believing in God. I'm talking about about Mm -hmm. believing what he says, right? And I was just having this conversation with someone the other day. Like I have someone in my life who I know they know who God is. I know they have a head knowledge of God, but I don't really think they know know him. him. Um, We can believe in Christ, accepting the truth that he is the son of God, and we can believe on Christ, receiving eternal salvation, yet fail to stand firm in belief and choose to find him trustworthy day to day. So I think we could all probably look at either ourselves at a time in life, or we know people in our lives that we know, know, believe in God and believe on God, but aren't living through him yes. day by day. Yes. Right. So that's the fruit well, of you the don't spirit. See the, yeah. You don't see the fruit. That's if there's it. no fruit. And so friend, look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you have fruit? Right. If you do not have fruit and yet you call yourself a believer, there's a gap. There's a problem. Right. And you're not going to be effective for the kingdom of God. And, and you're you not going to be free. You're not going to be free. And and not to be ugly, but God didn't God didn't just come to set you free so you could take that salvation and sit on along and do nothing with it for the rest of your right. life. He set you free so then you can go and perpetuate that. It's the gospel. You can take that and spread it to the world through being the hands and feet of Christ and emulating who he is and living out his image so people will be like, what's so awesome about you? Like, what is it about your life? And you're like, well, let me tell you about this God. And I've got this spirit that lives inside of me and he helps me. And that is life-changing. It's not life-changing to just sit on a log having the knowledge of and doing right. nothing with the freedom that is available yes. to all of us. Right. Um, second stronghold, pride. Oof. Pride is an obstacle to glorifying God because it is equivalent to taking God off the throne and putting ourselves in his place. And if you find yourself saying, what about me? You have a pride problem. Right. You have made this life about you and it is not any more about God or anybody else <clears throat> than you could you know, throw a dime on the ground. Like that's just how it is. So if you've got this, what about me notion, then most likely you are sitting on the throne of pride. Right. Um, third one, idolatry. But when we look to other sources for satisfaction, we are guilty of idolatry. So let's talk about strongholds, right? What strongholds have become your source of idolatry? You know, whether it's, it could be good things. It could be working out. It could be, it could even be service. Yeah. Yeah, but are you it could doing be your children? It could be your children, but are you yeah. doing those things for your own sense of satisfaction, mm-hmm. for your own sense of belonging, and not because you are doing them to serve God and mm-hmm. to be the hands and feet, right? Are we doing it because we need the accolades? Or yeah. Are we doing it because right. we want Him to get the accolades? It could be, you know, immoral 
idolatries as well. It could be food. It could be, you know, in, sexual activities. It could be substance abuses. It could be, it could be TV, mm-hmm. you know, it could, it, whatever it is, what are you doing as a source of satisfaction that isn't Jesus? Right. And that's going to keep you from being in freedom right. because you can't have freedom if you're not living in Jesus. Um, prayerlessness. Oh, this hits me so hard. I, I promise myself constantly that I'm going to improve my prayer life and for one reason or not. I don't. I don't. And this is my time to talk to him. Like, why don't I want to talk to him? Why is that not a priority to me? Because it's just there's <clears throat> Satan just does, there's this block yeah. where yes. he's like, just think about it and stew about it and think about it and stew about it. And yes. that's kind of the same as praying, but right. not really. But not really. You're meditating, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, and, um, she had another, another, uh, article that she wrote was on prayerlessness and it was really impacting. And she wrote it recently. Actually, it was on her blog. It was on, and she wasn't planning on blogging that day. And she felt like God was just continuing to give her this message. So she's like, okay, fine. And she sat down and she just wrote and she posted it. It was all on prayerlessness and it was so convincing or convicting. So you look up Beth Moore blog, living proof live. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? LPL, um, prayerlessness. It was really good. Prayerlessness is the most prohibitive obstacle in the road to a believer's victory. Mm. Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) Sarah's got this. (laughs) And I know this is part of my problem right now. And I, I'll just be honest with all of our listeners. I'll be honest. And I would, I would tell you if I was in a conversation with you, I know that this is part of my problem. Mm. I know that part of where I'm at in life and part of the emotional problem that I'm having right now. And, you know, maybe anger is a problem because I'm not doing the things that I ought to be doing. And that just happens to be the emotion that's rolling out. Right. Um, it's just prayerlessness and not spending time with him every day. Mm. In his word, you know, seeking him. And, and it's crazy to think that we can sit here and do this every week and I can get all excited and have passion about God and, you know, get all geeked up. There you go. I said it. Yay. And then turn around and not pray or open my Bible for another week, right? That's mm-hmm. just, it makes no sense. I love him so much. And I, I know, I know in my mind, in my heart, the importance of doing those things. And yet it's that whole Bible verse, that which I know I should do, I don't. And that which I know I shouldn't, I do. Yeah. And I just want to kick myself sometimes right. because I'm like, I am not, I'm just not serious enough about my prayer life and even my devotion life. Well, sometimes, um, like sometimes it just kind of feels good to hold on to anger for a little while. Yeah. Like, you know, it feeds yeah. something. And especially if you're somebody who does not live by your emotions all the time. Yeah. Um, like anger specifically is feels good. Like sometimes it does. It just fleshly feels mm-hmm. good. It feels good to be self righteous. It feels good to be mad. Validate it feels good to be validated. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so you know, if you start praying about that, you got to let it go. Yeah. And so sometimes you don't because you're like, well, I and just, it's is it I a little bit too just like um, like building up your self worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, I'm angry about this because. I don't know. Almost making yourself I know feel better. Do you know what I mean? Me. Yeah, I know that's what it is for me because I think I'm just I'm in a place right now where I'm struggling um, in in my value and, and that other people realize that I have value and um, you know and I think that anger is my byproduct of yeah. that and I I feel like I I'm not I do have value and I have yeah. value and I'm important. If no one else is going to feel it, then I will for myself. That's right. If yes. y'all aren't going to tell yeah. me that and treat my me gosh. with respect, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I can definitely say mm-hmm. that we have 
all been there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, and I just need to get, I need to dedicate more prayer. Um, number I'll be five. Praying for you about yeah. that. Thank you. I'll be praying that you pray. <laughs> You're going to pray that I pray. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you that you pray, pray that I pray. Okay. So number five is another one that really I've had to spend a lot of my adult life undoing. It's called legalism. Mm -hmm. We must understand that we cannot please God or find the freedom we seek by following a set of rules. And that takes us right back to freedom for freedom's sake. God wants freedom for us. He didn't die on the cross so that we can swing back into the swoo of legalism trying to keep legalism and, and, you know, growing up in that church, it's why they had all those rules to keep people from falling into sin and it doesn't work. And if it's not going to be one sin, it's going to be another sin, right? Right. So we've got to quit thinking that that's the doing mentality is pleasing God and keeping us safe because it's not, it is putting us in the shackles of bondage of doing instead of living in the freedom of being, Mm -hmm. uh, being in Christ, being who Christ created us to be. So a couple of practical applications. Are you freely flying in salvation? If you're not freely flying into salvation, that's the first thing. You've got to put to rest your salvation Mm -hmm. experience. You need to know that if you were to die right now, that you serve a Jesus that died on the cross for your sins, and you understand that you cannot... Um, save yourself from those sins that you needed a sacrifice and that you acknowledge him as your sacrifice so that you can walk the streets with in heaven with Jesus for forever. Um, you know, call somebody if you need to talk through that, talk, call a local church it, or Google, you know, what salvation even yeah. means. Like if you don't feel like you're in a place where right now you could just close your eyes and pray for salvation, there's there's somebody there who wants to help you. We will help you, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. send us a, a Facebook message. One of us will call you and we will pray through salvation, explain what that is. Because without that salvation, you're not going to be free to fly. Because you're not going to have the spirit of God inside of you exactly. giving you this what you like need. This is like the first step. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Secondly, as part of the church, do you find that you're more apt to live in legalism or in liberalism? Are you on one side or the other of the pendulum instead of in the middle of just the part of love? We have to ask real questions and give real answers so we know that we aren't, so that we know why we are not fine. Right. So if you don't feel like you're flying, why? Ask yourself those questions. Are right. you living in one side of the pendulum or the yeah. other? Identify where you are. Choose an attribute of living in the Holy Spirit to work on this week and then focus on a new one each week for a month. So oh, if you know you're idea. not good at long suffering, maybe you choose long suffering. Um, you know, I'm forbearance or patience. I'm having a problem. Patience is the opposite of anger. So maybe I need to work in being in forbearing for a week. Fine. Just work on those. Yeah. Cause if, if we're not intentional, it's a thought, right? Right. It's a mindset. So if we don't put the thought in and we don't sow the thought into an action, we'll yeah. never. And when you're intentional, habits. like when you have that thought and you're intentional about it, like you're doing like for a week or mm-hmm. however long. Like it makes the biggest it difference. Does. And you it can't do it about everything. No. But you can do it about one specific thing. That's exactly right. You know? It'll make you more aware of the mindset you should be living in yeah. instead of the one you probably are living I love in. That. And then finally in Beth Moore's list of five obstacles, which one do you struggle with or how many do you struggle with? What do you need to surrender to the Lord? Again, write it down and acknowledge it. Now find a Bible verse that can help you take it captive and yeah. give it to God. Yeah. So that's just some Fantastic. practical application and some information on what the word has to say about flying, flying and freedom, and that freedom is biblical. Mm-hmm. 
His oh death gosh, was yeah. all about our freedom. It wasn't just about salvation. It was about true freedom mm-hmm. here on earth and then freedom from death to walk with him in eternity. Yeah. Yes. And it's not freedom from difficulties or trials, no. but it's freedom in those things. That's exactly yes. right. That we can, again, it's that we can live and rest in the peace that passes mm-hmm. all understanding. It's in the knowing that when I cry out to God, he hears me. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. in the knowing that when I pray and petition, he's mm-hmm. listening. It's knowing that we never walk alone. We are never going to be forsaken. He's never going to leave us no matter what we do, that our salvation is there for us and forever. And that, you know, if we can just simplify all of everything into loving others that he's going to reward us for that. His promises are true that we love others. He is going to allow us to experience that freedom. Absolutely. Oh, what an awesome message. I mean, how perfect to close out this series with just freedom for freedom's sake. You know, that's what God's called us to is freedom. I love it. Would you mind praying for us, Monica? Um, God, I just pray that everyone that is listening to this series, I pray that you've highlighted the areas that they um, are experiencing a lack of freedom. And I pray that you would just press upon them your desire for them to be truly free. I pray that you would just um, speak a word over everyone listening that they are unleashed and that they are no longer tethered to the um, old life or to the sins or temptations that have kept them from fully embracing and running the race that is set out before them. And I just pray that you would continue to um, speak that word over everyone as they continue about their day. Let it not depart from them. Let them just truly experience your peace and your power in love in the midst of everything. And we just ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.